talk about Alien Covenant on Ridley Scott directed what is essentially Prometheus Prometheus. Yeah, we should 2. just call this Prometheus two for the whole review because <laughs> it I mean you like we say you can call it Alien to put butts in seats, but I mean it's Prometheus two a hundred percent. Yeah. And I'm glad it is because Prometheus one needed a Prometheus two. Yeah. And you know, I didn't I didn't like the idea that they were gonna skip it all together and do an alien movie, then come back to Prometheus. That would have been the stupid like redundancy for mm-hmm. me. So the fact that they went in and was like, we'll call it Alien Covenant, but it's clearly, after watching the movie, like super yeah. sequel, like total sequel to that first movie. And I'm glad because it answered a bunch of questions that a lot of people had leaving the Prometheus one, yep. which is a big complaint and why a lot of people didn't like Prometheus one or just didn't love Prometheus right. one. Because I didn't hate it. I enjoyed it, but I did leave like, fuck, what the fuck? Yeah. I have more questions leaving I know. than I did entering, and there was no alien until the very end. Well, and that was one alien, of the, alien. The, I mean, they, there were aliens. There were, but they weren't the Xenomorphs, traditional. Yeah. They had to come back to that brand for obvious reasons. Obvious reasons. Yeah, because... None of which are robbing Neil Blomkamp of his creative vision. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, we'll get into that in a minute. Yeah, but we uh, could. I just want to say that the film is directed by Ridley Scott. It's uh, Walter Hill's got his producing credit on there, too. That's cool. Um, Michael Fassbender, Billy Crudup, uh, Catherine uh, Waterson. Waterson, who is Sam Waterson daughter. from Law & Order. Daughter. And also, she was in Fantastic Beasts. Yeah, and um, Danny McBride. Danny McBride does pretty well. Yeah. Danny McBride holds his own in a dramatic horror sci-fi movie yeah i mean he plays what is similar to uh, his characters sort of southern sort of fun of man fun of man sort of southern guy comic relief well so they are colonists en route to uh a planet that they've already discovered vetted vetted, as they say as they say and it's a fully sort of like earth planet you know it yeah. has sustainable life and an ecosystem and they vetted it and they it's a crew member of 15 but there's 2,000 sort of colonists, colonists which is like passengers by the way yeah i didn't see that let's um, not talk about that well i'm just saying hey it's cool man very much the same story except Neo. for aliens and then there's a bunch of embryos yep and then there's one Again, Fassbender, uh, synthetic, who's always awake. Because the crew members are in stasis as well. And that's sort of how the movie starts, with just this one lone android patrolling the ship. Mm -hmm. Because they have another seven years just to get to the planet. Yep. And as he's doing his daily rounds, something goes wrong with these really cool, like electromagnetic sails that release from the ship to recharge its own batteries. Like that scene's cool. The visuals are pretty amazing in the film. The sci-fi is really cool. The the uh, the ships and the designing and the designing of the weapons and and then we should say there's a whole opening opening sequence with Fassbender and Guy. Pierce. Who was in Prometheus. Who plays the Wayland character, the billionaire god complex guy. And it's a young Wayland and a brand new Fassbender. But David from Prometheus. The David, yeah. yeah. And it's them in a, you know, stark room talking about life and meaning with a piano (laughs) and a chair and tea and a fucking Matisse (laughs) on the wall or whatever it was. Or Francisco, I forget what the artist, but they say it. So, But yeah, and they basically talk, he's like, if you created me, who created you? Yeah. You know? And he's like, well, that's the ultimate question. And blah, blah, blah. And he's like, well, if, and then he said something like, if you created me, am I not, if I, you know, you created me, I'm, I'm superior than you. Like, what do I need you for? He kind of yeah, says that. Yeah, it's set And up. then he goes, <laughs> you know, pour my tea, David, like that. Right. To like 
it's so, so instant posturing. It's like you just made something that's smarter than you. Right. It's like, and that's dangerous. And it proves to be extremely dangerous. Yeah. Which is kind of cool that they did that, you know, first because Guy Pierce is badass. And secondly, because it, it gives more answers, especially by the end of the movie. Right. You sort of put the pieces all together. Um, and then so, yeah. And then it's, you know, Michael Fassbender again is another guy named Walter, who's the same sort of, you know, design as David, but the but- newer different he he's not as human as we find out he's no. much more sort of robotic like because they apparently people were uncomfortable with how human the david they the first gen yeah. of that was because yeah they can like make their own create, they create yeah. yeah basically they have creative abilities yeah whereas they, uh, the walter character has none of that he's right pure purely utilitarian he's there to serve yeah which is i think how most humans want their robots right <laughs> <laughs> i don't want you freaking yeah out styling me on the piano or whatever but so what happens is as he's doing his rounds there's a malfunction and it's you know causes a sort of pulse uh whatever electromagnetic pulse thing it causes the ship to sort of jostle and break right. and they have to wake up all the crew members early and doing so, one of the pods doesn't open, and dude's burned alive inside, and that's fucking stupid James Franco. I know, who has a weird cameo. A yeah, brief, brief, burned alive, and then in a picture, and then in a little video that she watches, because that's her, Watterson's boyfriend. Right. Husband. So all the crew members are married, because they're going to then have kids, and then all the colonists, I guess, when they wake them up, or it's it's meant to repopulate the human you know population yeah basically is what this is for you think and so they're all awake now and they have another seven year journey and uh you know they have to bury the dead and now billy crudup is the captain because i guess james franco's character was the captain right and uh they sort of have to decide what to do if they go back to sleep or in 46 of the colonists didn't make it yep from the accident they have to go fix the electromagnetic sail things right and they do that and as they're doing that, Danny McBride gets a sort of like signal from a different planet in his helmet. Mm-hmm. They scan the helmet and they find where the signal is coming from. And it's from this other planet that's like a month away or a, a no, week No, it's away. only a couple weeks away if they yeah. could get the signal. Yeah. So they then ha- have to rethink, should we go? I mean, they find out that the atmosphere is good for it's them. It's like a livable yeah. planet. It's, a, it's, like it's by all accounts, it's, it yeah. seems to be livable. It's earth and it has land mass and water and ecosystem. And so Billy Crudup decides instead of going on going back to sleep and waiting the extra seven years, we'll go check this out first and see if it's a worthy place. Although Catherine Wat- Watterson's uh, character objects and she's now second in command. Yeah. She was Franco, the captain's wife. Wife. They were like... Because they're all coupled second. up, the each, crew. Per, each crew member yeah. has their own partner. Yeah. And uh, she says, I got to object to this. We don't know what's down there or any right. of that stuff. And, and she just lost her husband. Right. You know, and we don't know what's down there. Yeah. We, it's, we, you know, like she said, the other plan has been vetted many times. We know what to expect. This place could be. She's like, don't you find it a little convenient that out of nowhere we never found this planet? Right. I mean, all the searching we did, all of a sudden it shows up with some random pulse from a, in a John Denver song. Yeah. You know, and so, well, whatever. He decides that. You know, they're putting a crew together, going down on foot, right. boots on the ground, check this planet out. Well, and they set Billy Crudup's captain uh, up to be sort of flawed in that. Sort of weak. Well, there's an interesting uh, 
commentary they make where he says I, they wouldn't let me be captain of the ship because I'm a man of faith. And they felt that that is people with faith can't be leading things, which is a very interesting commentary on our times. Yeah, um, with politics and religion. Yeah, uh, as we now find ourselves being dictated a lot by religion and uh, more right. so, more so, and, and the saying in the future, that will be outlawed completely. Not, yeah, it's totally not desirable in a leader. <laughs> but And then, of course, he turns out to be... a make the wrong decision yeah he makes a huge mistake <laughs> he takes a leap of faith which is not the practical uh it's nah. he doesn't use the data to make a decision he takes sort of a Gut leap of faith instinct. yeah yeah he's like this just feels right you know it's it's there although they sort of contradict it with that metaphor he uses about franco who we see the only time we see him is in a a video she's watching of him rock climbing and he just is not using ropes yeah. He's doing it by just climbing. Yeah. yeah. And, and Crudup says, uses that metaphor as I, I'm using ropes. I don't, I, so that, yeah. I found that a weird contradiction of who he was, but whatever. Yeah. I you know what, what I mean? mean? Yeah. It's like if you're using ropes, then why take a leap of faith? Maybe he was just trying to put it into terms she'd understand, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but so they go down, a crew of them go down to investigate. Yeah. And they, they, they want to find the, the, the source of the pulse that yep. they picked up and they land it's like eight kilometers whatever east and they're starting to move around and then uh two of them stick around to start sort of taking samples of the soil and the earth and blah 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 crudup's wife who's crudup's wife who's i don't know sure she's an actress she's been in stuff and then like the pilot of the little vessel stays on board and they keep moving up and as they're uh moving up they find the uh what do they find the ship yeah, they find the ship because they find Elizabeth Shaw's dog tags yep. and they find remnants of, you know, Wayland Enterprises. The ship that she left on at the end of Prometheus. Yeah, her, her she saves David, the robot. With his head in a bag. And they take off on one of the other ships. engineer ships. Yep. And uh, this is the island that they, they landed on. Which is, we find out. The original planet of the engineer right. race. Yep. And that's where they're at. And uh, so so then what happens? So then they're there. Well, but before, the two people who stuck, stayed behind to get samples, one's a soldier and one's obviously... So they're obviously made up of doctors, biologists, and also some soldiers because there's like soldier, a marine crew with them. Guys, yeah. yeah. And the marine guys smoking, which I thought was a little bit of a lazy way to have this. Yeah, I I don't find that probable in the year 2100, whatever it was. 2104. No, especially with like smoking being completely becoming obsolete now. Like by then, I can't imagine people still smoking. Yeah, it's such a you know. self-destructive. Well, habit. also in a an environment that they're not familiar with. That yeah, like who knows up, what? Johnny. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was a little bit lazy. I thought. Yeah, they all had cigarettes. That was kind of funny. The, I mean, in the seventies, that makes sense because everyone smoked back then. So, like yeah. in the original aliens, so it's like yeah, you probably you're gonna have your characters smoking. But now to have like a bunch of smoking characters no, in the future is kind not, of funny. Yeah, and it, I mean, it's not; it's forgivable. Well, but, but except that they used it because he puffs the smoke, and then this organism well, he steps on the spores on right. those like freaking bulbs, and it releases like the spores. Teeny versions of the big eggs that we know. Yeah, kind those of. big eggs with that like 
freaking it's like a liquid that when mixed with the air becomes a sort of powder solid whatever yeah. and it's all like cells living cells or yeah. something because david has a bunch of the samples left right well we find out once they meet up and so this guy gets the spores just little microscopic spores and they show it going into his ear and burrowing into his skin yeah and at the same time when they get to the um ship there's another sort of bed of you know those bulbs and another guy sort of looking at him like harmlessly Puts enough his face real close to it though yeah and he breathes it in and so two of them are now sort of infected right you don't know what's about to happen but they get sick pretty quickly and so the uh the doctor who's crewed up's wife is like got to take this guy back to the ship because he's convulsing and he's getting sick puking and blood and stuff and, and so they're yeah rushing him back to the ship and saying oh we have a sick guy oh he's bleeding and they're hearing it up on the top ship yeah you know on the mother's ship and they're like what the fuck's going on yeah because their communications are not so great because there's a storm yeah a huge storm and so they get him back to the ship and they have to get him to the med bay and then the pilot of the ship is uh trying to help them get him get him into the med bay he's in there and he starts sort of like his skin starts breaking and Barb starts sort of shooting out his back. Yeah, I think she locks them in because I mean she's following quarantine protocol. protocol. Yeah. She's like freaking out. She's freaking out when she sees them coming. She's kind of like, I don't fuck? know if I should put them on the plane. Right. And she shouldn't have, you know. No, and they put them in the bay and lock the door. And as like that's happening, both of them are stuck in there because she won't let the the doctor out. The which is wife. the scene you've probably seen because I will say this: yeah. this this film has been really over promoted. That's like true. really over promoted. They constantly showing and they show a lot of it. But if you think you've seen everything by those trailers, you haven't. No, you haven't. You should see it. I got to say, I was impressed by this movie. I was really, uh, yeah, I liked it. I liked it more than the first Prometheus. Um, but yeah, so back to that scene, they're both locked in there. And as he is convulsing, his back starts to shred open Yeah, and spread. And then outspills this fucking alien life form. Yeah. And instantly becomes mobile. Like, as soon as it lands, it starts to grow and it keeps growing. Yep. And it looks like a, a, a version of the alien we know. Yeah. But, but different. It's white. Yeah, it's like humanoid. It's more human looking. Yeah. You know, probably because it took on a little bit of the form of its host body. Right. You know, and then it makes a beeline for the poor doctor. I know. And it's just like mincemeat. Yeah. You know? And then it breaks out of the uh, cryo or the the freaking meta bay through well, the because dummy little... opens the door to try to kill it. So yeah, she, she thinks she can done. kill it, but then it, it, she locks the door and it breaks through the fucking. Oh, that's right. Yeah, enforced glass for yeah. God's sake. So those things are so powerful and chases her out into the whatever loading dock of the ship. And then she has a shotgun or something, and she's shooting at aimlessly just at everything and hits one of the whatever fuel cells fuel whatever right and as they're coming back with their injured guy who inherit and in, inhaled the spores they see the whole ship go yeah. up just so they have no way off now and everyone inside is dead yep. blown up which is three burned. of them yeah three one of the, creature i guess and the one creature that survived though cause yeah I mean, somehow it creatures. does survive yeah, yeah. It survives like nothing because the other guy thing. who was afflicted it comes out of him on the field comes out of his mouth yeah yeah it's gross and then like the one guy gets covered in his blood and you're like oh he's infected for sure or right something now you know and then there's a sort of like jurassic park lost world it was, yeah, that's what i thought too yeah the raptors where they're sort of the aliens are stalking them yeah they have the, their guns with their green sights on it and stuff and they're shooting aimlessly 
and it's taken out. It takes out a couple of them yeah. just in the melee. And then you see this giant flare go up and explode, and it scares off the aliens. And then you're saying, follow me, you know. You don't know who the fuck it is, but you know it's someone from the first movie. Right. You know, and you're assuming it's Fassbender. And they follow him into what looks like sort of like the high council engineer place yep. or like the town square but they're all dead well it's all these like frozen bodies like pompeii yeah like all these like frozen in their last breath kind yeah. of bodies and you don't know where the fuck they're going and who this guy is and sure enough he takes off his hood and it's fast bender with like sort of long jesus hair and yeah it's david who's been on this planet by himself for 10 years and yeah he's been stuck and he needs help and you know this all this stuff right you know and so they're actually like, oh, is it safe? He's like, oh, of course it's safe. It's very safe. You know, like, welcome. And then he sees Walter. He's like, oh, my brother. Like, we're brothers, this kind of thing. Yeah, and there, he's basically been living in one of the ships. Yeah, he's been living in a ship. Or is it a ship or is it like... I think it's... I don't know. I don't know. It's it like, looks like a cave kind of. I mean, he takes a... a it's sort of a lair. Yeah, it's definitely a lair. But, but it's, it's a part of, like, their city the engineer city but he lives in sort of like this cave dungeon it's very yeah. dungeon and sort of cavernous and mm-hmm. i don't know if it's i i yeah maybe it's part of the city it probably was part of the cityscape at one point they go through these like columns to get into to his get little through, area yeah, yeah these like tight f- tightly fitted columns and then there's all these corpses but like sort of just frozen in yeah. time you know not rotting they're just sort of like you know flash fucking froze in their last movements and uh that's you know they start talking and you know realize oh yeah it's david and oh here's why i buried elizabeth and you know she, she died in the crash and that's when i was like uh-oh because yeah. uh, she didn't die in the crash we know that no. although we should, we might know we didn't know that for sure because for sure. we it, it, i just actually watched the end of prometheus again and it's actually will do you justice to watch the movie yeah, you should again go watch before it because i wish we had done that because at the very yeah, end, yeah. she, David, the David robot is decapitated and she takes him, he's betrayed them, and she takes him and she um, helps him and they get off in one of the other engineer ships and they leave Just to go somewhere else. Fly off the planet and that's how it sort of ends. So we don't know what happened. So no, we, we But don't. I didn't believe that when he said it. No, he's like, oh yeah, we, she didn't make it in the crash. And he also said that the, the spores were released by accident or something and like that. And we find out and you know more. that that's not the case. I mean, I, I don't. I don't think we want to get into spoiling the end of this movie or what actually happens, but it's definitely it's it's the Frankenstein story, like all of these things are. It's the mm-hmm. the scientist Frankenstein's monster, yeah. Yep. Scientist creates the creature that he belongs control, to in yeah. his image, and ultimately it takes over. He can't control it. I mean, that's really at the heart of what this story is about. And, yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. And I I think that you know Fassbender is brilliant yeah he plays both guys because the walter guy is sort of a simple with an american accent and then the david is a super calculating almost dr Lecter sort of style yeah because he teaches david how to or he teaches walter how to play the flute and uses it as his metaphor which is a very cool Such scene a cool scene yeah because they have this sort of bonding moment and he's basically trying to like win him over like to his side yeah because you, know, you find out she never does no he does not yeah I mean, not to spoil it but yeah you kind of you're not sure if him and david are gonna team up and then be androids against yeah. people or whatever. But, and they uh, keep you... I mean, I like the suspense. It's a scary film. It it's is suspenseful. Scary. You, uh, I liked Catherine Watterson as the lead. She's not, you know, Ripley, but she's sort of rip, 
Ripley light. Ripley light. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. she's. I don't know if I wasn't like sold on her sort of like soft boyish face. Like, yeah, just she, as a look. I bought her though. She but takes no, she's a good charge. Actor, yeah. she, she does it. I just yeah. meant like visually. I was like, ah, is she gonna like? Work, she do does this? look like a young little, so a little boy, soft baby boy lock, face, latchkey kid from the forties or yeah, something. Yeah, <laughs> like you're gonna fucking kill an alien. I guess yeah. you are. You know, but no, she does a good, good job, good performance. Yeah, and uh, yeah, there's definitely some pretty intense alien action for sure. There's definitely face huggers and pods and right. stuff like that. You know, so they don't skip on that. No, they don't. And the yeah, the aliens are great. And I mean, what's really interesting about this Frankenstein story is. You know, obviously David was the monster, but then he d- becomes the, the creator, the creator himself, and they flip that around, and he starts sort of experimenting, and we sort of essentially, without giving away the story, we find that he is kind of the architect of this universe in of a way, the, the aliens as we know it. Yeah, because up to that point, there hadn't been the the large black xenomorph alien with the double mouth and stuff and then you see where that comes from in this film yeah which i guess before this film which is prometheus that type of alien didn't exist and then after this and then with you know the movies from the 80s and the 70s and the 90s like there that is sort of the bark bar you know stat quo alien you know of the of the whole series yeah you know i mean so yeah he is and it's funny because wayland c- c- creates him because he has a god complex right and then david then inherits that same god yeah. complex yeah as an android yeah so Which it's is fascinating yeah, it's an it's, interesting spin. it's good storytelling it's better storytelling than prometheus absolutely this is almost like the prometheus movie i wanted to see the first time it, it so is it is because a lot of people were disappointed by that it, and what it does which i think fans of the original a lot of people are camp ridley scott with alien you know and mm-hmm. a lot and then some are camp james cameron, james cameron yeah. but i mean if you are a purist of that alien first one it's got the same sort of sci-fi textures of that. Mm-hmm. Like it's shot very. It's got the same sort of color grading, and mm-hmm. it feels like that same movie. Sort of suspense. Yeah. You know, it's not. The, I mean, there's just some action sequences, but it's not sort of the gung ho James Cameron stuff, which but I like. There's a lot of action. There's I action. Mean, pretty yeah. much right from the the jump. There's as soon action. as they make that yeah. choice, yeah, to go onto the planet. It's well before that up. too with the with the incident they have in space yeah that's pretty dramatic yeah I mean, it's an accident so it's you know but yeah it's definitely you're not hurting for uh gore either you know no and you're not and hurting for aliens i no, mean you- they definitely give you the aliens and they set up the continuation and i i mean i hope that what they're going to do is really a pre- an, a sequel to this because you know we were talking about this before because you particularly don't like that neil blancamp got we just got like the shaft from Ridley Scott, you know, and he had everything what seemed laid out, and you know, he did Chappie with Sigourney Weaver, and Sigourney Weiner had uh, Weiner Sigourney Weaver <laughs> Sigourney Weaver signed on because she read the treatment or whatever, and right? Michael Bean signed on, and then James Cameron read the script, and he's like, "Oh, we could shoot this fucking next week," yeah, you know, and then all of a sudden Ridley Scott comes out and like, "Oh, it was really, you know, more of just a sort of." Like a ten-page little idea, you know, blah blah blah. And you're like, well, that's not what everyone else said. Yeah. And then if you've seen the actual artwork, it is Sigourney Weave. It's Ripley and it's Michael Bean, and it picks up after Aliens. Aliens. So part two, it sort of dismisses part three and which takes is it to great because right. everyone hated that. Part three was so fucking lame. 
you know, and so it, to take it off and like this is where they ran. And then there was like an adult Newt character. Oh, I love it. Who is like a badass and like Moosey. lives. Yeah, Moosey. So at Moosey would have been pretty cool, you know. And so hopefully now that uh, Ridley Scott got to his flex his little pecker. Yeah. And make his own movie first. Maybe my movies. These are my movies. Give me that. These are my movies. <laughs> and, you know, maybe he'll get to make his own a- a- alien movie that has nothing to do with uh, Ridley Scott's sort of franchise. He can make his own alien movie with the characters. Right. Continue it from, you know, it'd be more of a fan service movie, but fuck that. So what? I'd like to see that movie. I'd like to see how, where... Service the fans. Yeah, Hudson and Hicks and, you know, R.A.P. No, Bill Paxton, but... Hudson. Yeah, but Hicks and Ripley and see where they're at, you know? And yeah. And see what kind of really cool alien mission they have to go on or wh- whatever the fuck. Like, I really like Aliens. You know, a lot of people... I did too. I it's hard it's, not to like that movie. It's hard it was not pretty to like fucking that movie, awesome. man. It's fucking chewy. But I will say this, from a sci-fi... I mean... From a filmmaking perspective, I can see the argument for the first Alien being the better film. Yeah, me too. From a critical perspective, yeah. I mean, it's really pretty it's brilliant, and as, yeah, it's yeah. Brilliant, and for and sure. like we talked about this, how the scene in the little cafe with um, John Hurt, rest in peace, mm-hmm. um, where his the Alien comes out of his. That is one of the most iconic scenes in a in the movies. Scene. Yeah, yeah, and everyone's you can cite that till the end of time. You tell the backstory you just heard about that. I just read the screenwriter suffered from like horror crohn's disease and he thought up that scene after having like a horrible like crohn's fit and he basically <laughs> wanted to show people what he th- thought it thinks it feels yeah like. which is pretty and he said it felt like something trying to rip through your chest <laughs> oh my god your stomach and like and i'm like wow it's br- brilliant it's yeah. brilliant and it like talk about influencing and talk about inspiration talk about artistic inspiration yeah most people I'm sure have crohn's just sort of sit there and suffer then you have like someone who's just a writer and it's like this is this is what this feels yeah, like. Yeah, let me let me yeah. paint a picture for a you. Fucking alien bursting through Got your it. chest during <laughs> dinner. You know? yeah. Like Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah, man. So you know, this legendary filmmaking for sure. But that doesn't mean Neil Kablankamp can't have his hand. I think he's well, earned it with, you know, Equilibrium and District Nine. And I Chaffee do too. I loved Equilibrium. His, yeah. Or Elysium. Elysium, sorry. Yeah, Elysium. that's right. I always get those two mixed up. Me but, too, yeah. But I, I do think what would be cool is if Ridley Scott did a third, an, another one of these. Yeah, I'd see that. And then Neil Blancamp did... His own. His own just that his was own. the continuation of Aliens. Yeah, and just does his own. It doesn't have to be connected in any way. Like, they do so many redos of franchise in his right. you know? So I would let him get a pass on that. You know, who cares? Yeah. I would see both movies. I would go see the next too. continuation of Alien Covenant, and I would go see just Aliens 2 kind of thing, yeah. you know? So I think both could exist and everyone be happy. Well, I really like this film. I was really entertained. I, I didn't expect to like it. Not I, too much. I expect to kind of leave like... Uh, Prometheus. Like, yeah, that was good. I mean, it's still really Scott, but it's not great. I think for me, it was because I felt that it was so overpromoted. It was just constant promotion for the last two months. And it's so frustrating given how little promotion they've done for Wonder Woman. Yeah, which is a whole other conversation. It's a whole other conversation. But you're right. Yeah, that that overpromotion can kill your, like, drive to see a movie. Yeah. 
because you know it's alien like fuck i want to see an alien movie and then you see previews of it like ad nauseum for weeks at a time and you're like oh maybe i'll see it yeah maybe i fucking won't see it. yeah <laughs> like that life movie i didn't see life because we were like fuck yeah, and then I'd the reviews weren't good and yeah and so we didn't see it the reviews have been decent on this not like outstanding but really pretty solid mm-hmm. and across the board and it you made know. some money this week it made 36 million it beat guardian's second week and that's a pretty decent it's a 97 million dollar budget so they'll easily make that back right and i mean it given didn't do gangbusters i but think they could have released it at a different time in february march time frame i think it would have done a lot better but yeah probably they wanted to do the summer thing i don't think this franchise without cameron or Sigour- attached sigourney weaver is is a summer movie no i don't think I, I, not even youth- sigourney weaver so cameron like yeah. his attachment is key for summer blockbuster i think yeah i mean alien as much legacy as it has it's not fucking guardians anymore well even if is- it's cooler even if you like it more right you know, just as far as numbers and appeal like mass appeal i mean it has weight to film buffs and sci-fi buffs yeah and stuff but, but that's a g- smaller group and a smaller I, group. I think that uh it also is an older group because i think the people who are fans of the original are coming to see this and yep. not and people, as much the younger folk no or younger folk like me that just really like the original movies and you know there's a lot of people like that but it's not like the people that go see Fast and Furious and it makes a billion dollars, right. you know, which makes sense. You know, you know, it's and it's same. also a smarter film. Smarter it's a, film. It's a smart it's film. It's darker film. It's rated R. It's gory. I'm yep. glad they didn't do PG-13. Yeah. Like, how could you ever, was you Prometheus PG-13? No, it okay. was R for sure. It was R. It just wasn't It has good. to be R. This has to be an R-rated whole, movie. Right. Every one of these movies should be R. Yeah. You, you kidding me? Like, you can't do PG-13 ever with this. It'd be the stupidest shit ever. But, I mean, I'd give it like honestly like at least an 8.5 yeah i give it like an 8 8 point i give it like an 8.2 maybe 8.5 8.2 i think i uh, will split the difference go 8.3 yeah i think that's fair it was good yeah. it was totally good and it's worth seeing in theaters it's it's suspenseful it's just some jump scares it's, yep it has some true alien like what's behind you oh fuck you're in half you know that right, kind of thing right where you're like oh my fucking god like wow you know there was some pretty wow like whoa there were and like i said in before it's when you, if you think you've seen everything from the trailers, you really haven't. And no, it's, you haven't. It's there's a lot there. It's a very rich film with a lot going mm-hmm. on, and, and there's a lot of explanation. Yep, there's a lot of explanation. The stuff that you didn't get from Prometheus, you get some of that. Yeah, you do. You get it fills in some blanks. I do think that they took liberty with the fact that you they're assuming people who are coming to see this are fans of the franchise and saw Prometheus because that opening scene was very in the know. Like you, you mm-hmm. there was no explanation. You had to know who Guy Pierce was. You had to, you know, you, you know who Fastbender was. I mean, yeah. And if you had never seen Prometheus, and there's like two Fastbenders, it'd be and confusing. Like, yeah, you probably would be like a little confused. Yeah, maybe, maybe, not. maybe not. I don't know. I I think that either it's, way, it's really good. It's really it's good, good, man. I mean, it's, it's alien action. You really see fucking the other like the ultimate predator, ultimate yeah. apex predator, and that's the whole point. Is like you're not gonna survive an encounter with right. this thing like that's what makes it so cool but, and uh yeah. there's you know there's convincing girl power not thrown in your face but like you buy everybody in it like everybody there's like an even yeah, it was spill. a good cast yeah it was yeah. a good um 
sort of ensemble cast. Yeah, you know? good ensemble cast. Because um, most of them die, you know, that's what happens in these movies. Right. You know, they put together a really cool cast and then kill them all. I know. Which is, you know, which, which is, is sad. part of the movie. Sad, but, but it's... And Fassbender is... Fucking badass. He's kind of best in class right now, isn't he? Yeah, he He's is. like really one of the best of the and best. He's getting all the roles. Him and Tom Hardy. Like yeah. Tom Hardy's going to play Venom now. And what? Yeah, he signed on to be Venom in the new Spider-Man franchise. And it's, wow. a, and it's his own movie. It's a Venom movie. Whoa. It's not a Spider-Man with a Venom bad guy like the one with Topher Grace which and Tobey Maguire stunk. Yeah, so that's exciting. And Fastbender's no short of roles, man. Those guys, they, they just keep working. Yeah, know? deservedly so. Yeah, deservedly so. They're the best actors. Well, all right, so we're going to give it an 8.3 and uh, go see it in the theaters. See it in the theaters. I think it's worth seeing the theaters. It gets the see it in theaters for me, for sure. Yeah, me too. All right, as always, go to our website, thehmcnetwork.com, for more film reviews, TV reviews, Jake's Game reviews. There's a couple new ones up right now, Guardians of the Galaxy Telltale series. And next week is the last episode of Walking Dead Telltale. So that'll be up next week. Yeah. And it's a dramatic conclusion to see where they take it. I'm excited. And also our Acoustic uh, City series is up, and Vienna is up this week, which is very awesome. And uh, that's it, folks. That's it, folks. We'll see you next week. See ya. Joy. Mountain